So how you been? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, Thanksgiving was uh, was good. It was good, all in all. Yeah, how good. about you? It was good. Yeah, it was nice. You go anywhere? No, we had Thanksgiving at our house this year. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say it was the first time we had Thanksgiving at our house, but it was the first time we had um, other people other than our immediate family over for Thanksgiving at our house. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, who did you have? Um, Holly's yeah, parents. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Anybody anybody they, else? They came to town for Thanksgiving. No. Um, in fact, my girls didn't even bring their boyfriends. Oh. We had two extra tables set. Wow. They're independent women. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, and good for this, them. <clears throat> the one boyfriend <clears throat> had to uh, be in bed early because he had to get up early for work the next oh, day. Oh wow. And the other one was home cooking. It's <laughs> a good gentleman you have there. It's good for them. I guess are boring. Yeah, yeah. One of the one yeah, of the like two. Them. They're great. Yeah. They're they're good people. Well, good. Good. What about you? Uh, well, I mean, it was a uh, it was a, a standard Thanksgiving. Um, it was kind of a kind of a interesting one. In fact, that's what I wanted to talk about today was getting ready for Thanksgiving, but I don't know if we want to jump right into it, but, uh, okay, sure. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so here's, it's, it's, I mean, we're past Thanksgiving. We might as well get yeah, it out of the yeah. way. Well, so I had this, this last week has been really, really weird for me because I have been just on edge, really, really on edge, probably the last two weeks. And, uh, a lot of it has centered around getting ready for Thanksgiving because we hosted Thanksgiving. Not nothing too huge, but you know, fifteen to twenty people or so. And so we've been getting getting the house ready and the basement ready, and every so there's space for everybody to go, and kids can go do their thing. Did people come in from out of town? <laughs> no, it was just for the day. Every, everybody was from around here, but we all got together. And, um, but it was. But getting ready for it, I, I started to feel like this sense of, I started to feel really like surly and grumpy and and on edge, you know. And, and you know how like when you're in your safe space with your the people you love and you care about, like your, your own family, that there you always see the worst of you because it's like that's your safe space to kind of vent and and be fresh and be frustrated. And so I, I've kind of been just grumpy grumpy guy for the last two weeks in in all my free time and and just kind of on edge and hair trigger and just ready to ready to to kind of lose my cool about things and i've been trying to figure out what what is it that's bothering me and um it was thanksgiving (laughs) thanksgiving was what was getting me and i think it's because the people the people who came in i i really do love them like i they are people who mean a lot to me and and I care for them but we we don't agree on virtually anything and and so I like I found myself prepping that week for conversations and having these conversations with myself and winning these arguments in my own head you know and oh so you were you were on edge because of the <clears throat> excuse me impending uh, potential conversation converse potential conversation impending potential conversations yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and it all like Thanksgiving happened and everything went just fine and, and there was no drama and no frustrations, but, 
Was there any political talk? Zero. Did no, that happen? didn't happen at all. Um, nice. So, which was nice, but it was it's it's been this weird feeling for me the last because it's been really acute lately, and um, and this idea of being agreeable, you, you know, like do you, I'm curious how you would define yourself. Do you consider yourself in like actual personal conversation with people? Um, would you consider yourself a pretty agreeable guy? <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> well, it depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. And it depends on the time frame of my life you're talking yeah. about. Um, there was a time where I w- was like, I, all I wanted to do was get in a argument with somebody about some stupid thing they believe uh-huh. in. And <clears throat> excuse me. now... I, if, I like. I don't want to. I don't want to have a conversation with anybody unless we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Already, yeah. unless we pre-agree. Like I don't, especially politics or any anything, religion, uh-huh. those kind of things. If unless we have the same opinion, I don't even want to talk to you about yeah. it. Because the the other person's always trying to get you to like. I don't know. It would be nice if people could have conversations and without trying to change the other pe- person's mind. Right. Or to be part of a conversation where you're not trying to change somebody else's mm-hmm. mind or believing someone's trying to change your mind, where you can just like see the two different sides as what uh-huh. they are as two different right. sides. But that, that never happened. So I try not to even have conversations. So I would probably say, but it depends who you're talking uh-huh. about Like with strangers. I'm way less agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, in the past I've had, I've, I've been pretty disagreeable and I've lost a lot of relationships because of it. Um, friends and family relationships because of my not being agreeable, but like, like to, I'm trying to put myself at, in your potential situations that didn't actually happen. <laughs> if I was sitting at, at a Thanksgiving table in my house and somebody came in with their dumb ideas that I completely disagreed with, I would probably just, let him speak them and not try yeah, to not make a big deal about it. Right. Yeah. And see, and that's where this is, it's this weird, this weird stretch. And Thanksgiving just kind of like brought it all together because I, I I'm with you on the idea of, I, I just don't want to go down that road. I, I've, there was a stretch of time where I felt I really wanted to discuss, a, you know, various topics. There was a stretch of time where I thought I was on a crusade, yeah, yeah. you know, to like make people see the light. And, and now it's just kind of like, I've, I've come to terms with my own feelings on things. I've I've come to accept that people feel differently than I do, and I'm like I'm I'm genuinely okay with that. Um, but what's hard about it is, like in the real world, when we interact with people, we don't all agree, and people talk about things just in their life that um, like shit just comes up. And I have found myself when I'm with these people I care about, it's like this. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I'm, I, I am a very, like, have you seen, um, Hamilton? I have not in it, in it, the, the character Aaron Burr, like they, the, the big thing about him is he has this whole thing about, you know, he's telling Alexander Hamilton to just smile and nod. Don't let people think what you're for, or what you're against. Right. And, and the idea is that, kind of one of the undertones is that he doesn't have he doesn't have a spine he will just go whatever direction and sometimes i feel like that like 
God, do I not have a spine? Am I just, am I just agreeing and, and even with things I don't actually agree with just to avoid conflict? But, but part of that is true. Like, yeah, that is, that is what I do because I don't, I, I don't find the conflict satisfying anyway, so I'd rather just avoid it. Well, it's like it's like speaking to someone who speaks a different language, and and trying to have a it's like it's like if, if you're trying to have a conversation with someone who only speaks French, and you only speak English, it's it's almost what like disagreeing on like politics. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like and 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 you're trying to get this person you're talking to 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 understand what you're saying. And the person you're talking to doesn't know English. Yeah. And then they talk to you and they're trying to get you to understand that what they're feeling, only they only know French. And so it almost is this like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, you're necessarily like weak or spineless to like, to like not, to like just shut up and like not. Yeah, not go down the road. Have that mm -hmm. conversation, but until you can learn to speak their language. Yeah. And when you're, if, as long as you're arguing with somebody, you're not speaking their language. Yeah, I think there's a. I think that's actually. I think that's pretty wise. That whole idea of speaking their language. I because I have a similar situation in um, at work. I think probably part of it, like Thanksgiving, brought it all together. And I, I'm not I'm not kidding. Like I was, I was on edge on like <laughs> Tuesday and, and Wednesday. I was just, just not good to be around. And um, and part of it's been like so. For example, at work. I'm at this. I'm in this new location, and the people I work with are great people. They are fantastic to work with, but they're all um, they're all highly highly religious, right? And and I'm I'm not. And um, but by looking at me, I look like I look like a good Mormon boy. And um, you know, I I'm clean cut, I, especially at work. I'm I'm incredibly. Um, I try to stay professional. I keep my language appropriate and I'm friendly and I just like look like a good Mormon boy. And so uh, with people at work, they just assume that like, yeah, Doug is this highly engaged Mormon. And, um, and so I'm kind of like in, they have these discussions around me and it's been driving me mad. Like it's been, <laughs> like it's been, I've been like, like, I can't tell you how much it's impacted me, which is weird how much it's impacted me because um, it, I, I felt like I had evolved. Is it, to, is it, but is it, is it, is it your sarcastic um, bitter inner voice or is it like, what's the voice in your head? Oh, it is. That's getting pissed off. It is. What saying? It is absolutely. Um, I, I feel like in my heart of hearts, just, so irritated by like, like everything that's being said and it's and i'm not proud of it but it's it's one of these things where i was i i felt that way you know and so like i understand how they felt things changed and i don't feel that way anymore you know and you and i've talked we don't want to get into the specifics of that um of, of you know what the beliefs were and everything and why that's changed but um long story short is I, I used to feel that way. I no longer feel that way. And I hear the way they talk about certain things that I just, I no longer believe. And, um, and that I have some pretty bad feelings about. And um, I just, I, it, it really, it, it's having an impact on me. And work, I can kind of handle that because work is a weird situation where really at the end of the day, it's work. And what I, what I believe has, shouldn't have any bearing 
on anybody. Like the, they don't need to know what I think about anything. I don't necessarily need to know what they think about anything. And we can go on and we can continue on with work and we can have a, a, a work relationship. And religion doesn't have to be part of that. Um, you're in a place, too, in Utah, where everybody's Mormon. So it is just assumed yes. that everybody's Mormon. Yeah. No matter what you look like, it's just assumed. Yeah, and, and there's really not, they really don't have a filter because there are so, it was described to me once, and I actually even think mom is the one that said this, even though she's turned into a Utah Mormon, mm-hmm. <laughs> is is she felt different in California. She felt, being a Mormon in California, she felt she had to live up to this higher standard to be this example of what being a Mormon meant. And then when once you're in Utah and everybody's Mormon, there's no need anymore to like yeah to be different to to be to be different and i think it's the same probably with everything like if you're, if you're in california nobody's going to assume you're mormon but they are going to all assume that you are very knowledgeable about wine you know? yeah yeah <laughs> and and so you know i've 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 nodded and and fumbled my way trying to pretend i knew what i was talking about through some conversations about fine wine uh-huh. you know <laughs> But but I, so that but that's not something that like strikes me at my core. Yeah. Like like religion does. So yeah. Well, Utah's kind of a tough place when you're not of the dominant religion. It is, and especially since religion is such a personal a personal um, item. And I I individually have had very very personal experiences that have brought me to where I'm at and why I um, why I wouldn't classify myself as as um, I, I have a hard time identifying myself as Mormon. I just, I just, I do, even though I'm, I'm not fully out, you know, like I, there's still elements of where I, I participate in certain, to a certain degree, but I, I, I don't, um, I just don't define myself as that. And, and it's this really, really difficult walk. And I've been surprised by how much that has. So my work situation where, where everybody talks about it all the time, they assume that I'm right there with them how much that's had a personal impact on me. And then, but it comes back to this idea of being agreeable where this stuff comes up. They say things that I just, I do not agree with. And sometimes it's like things that I really don't agree with when we we're talking about students who, you know, the transgender um, bathrooms in schools has been an issue lately. And, um, or um, there's different like um, day straight alliance clubs that schools have and i i feel very differently than they do on those things and that's been a little tricky and i've tried to to speak up um calmly and rationally and and try to you know say like you know let's look at the other side and here's perspective and and um but it's it's even kind of got me emotional to the point of like i'm i'm incredibly frustrated by some of the things that i hear um and it's good, but it goes back to this idea of being agreeable where I personally feel like I, I tend to be agreeable with people. And when I'm in those situations where I've got to confront that, um, it, it uh, starts to wear on me. And, and it's interesting because I'm, I've, I've often thought that we shouldn't exist in our echo chambers. Like we should um, be willing to hear other people's perspectives and we should be willing to challenge our own, our own dogma and, um, just because, like for example, with me with religion, even even though I've I, my mind has changed, doesn't mean I don't have dogma anymore, right? There's there's still right. things that I just accept um, that maybe I shouldn't, and um, 
And so I, I, I do believe that we should, we should listen to others. We should um, not exist in echo chambers. But at the same time, what this week has really, really highlighted for me is that you have to have environments to, to stay emotionally healthy. You have to have environments where you can, um, you can have people who agree with you. You need that as well. In, in fact, you probably actually almost need that more um, because that creates a sense of belonging. Like we all need to have this place where we feel like we belong. And what makes us feel like we belong is there's people who either agree with us or like genuinely accept us for where we're at. And um, anyway, that's been like my big highlight for this week is. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough when you're in in that in those positions like it when you're dealing with something that to you seems more like a human right. And to somebody else, it's like this, there's this like visceral, like disgust. You know what I mean? That, that, that there's, it's like, it's just a bathroom, you know? Right. And so those, those are trickier. And, but in a weird way, those are actually easier because it, it, like there's this threshold of what do I get engaged with? And when it crosses a threshold, you're like, okay, I've got to get engaged in this. And so it well, actually, even, but I mean, even when you're in the minority and you know, you're going to lose, uh-huh. you still want to be a voice. Exactly. For the right. people who, you know, you still want to be their voice. Exactly. Exactly. But see, but those issues rise to that level of, okay, I'm not going to be agreeable. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it makes, right. it you makes just it have to dis- learn how to voice it in their language. Yes. Yes. And, um, and so, I don't know. It's just been this this weird this weird um, little stretch. Um, going back to Thanksgiving, I keep with these people that I care about and spend a lot of time with, though we don't agree with a lot of things. Having to kind of dance around these issues of like, what what are we going to talk about? Um, sports. You know, we can't even do that anymore. We can't even do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) because we disagree on on who should be in the rotation and all that stuff. And so and I'm trying to figure out. So I'm in this balance of like, okay, what at some point, like you either just need I I either need to just be willing to speak my mind and just accept that either they take it or they leave it or or just like deal with it. Like, I guess I have been doing. Or the other option is you just don't engage at all. And that doesn't feel like a very tenable option either. You know what I mean? Right. And so, I don't know. How, how do you deal with that stuff? I don't know. I think the, I think there's like, like you need to like learn how to walk the middle path. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm facing new um, things in the workplace as well, where I'm suddenly um, in a boss instead of a coworker. Yeah. And... Um, boss Mark's not quite as agreeable. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's like this sudden shock mm-hmm. for a minute when suddenly I'm saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. You know, that's and but then it it, it changes like it, it wears off, <laughs> and they forget right. that you were once a coworker because I don't know. I think it, it's but it's just but it's like little bits and pieces. I'm as you're ta- as I'm talking about it now. I'm like kind of like visualizing like it happening uh-huh. and now I'm like kind of that that person is disintegrating mm-hmm. slowly mm-hmm. as like every once in a while it's like these little snaps where it's like no <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. yeah I realize we used to do that getting away with it before <laughs> but now it's my job it's to stop yeah. it <laughs> and yeah. don't do it right in front of me yeah yeah didn't I teach you how to hide it <laughs> <You know>? right <laughs> yeah and but 
but but I'm just becoming a different person, mm-hmm. and and that's changing my my personality in in all walks of life, and right. actually feeling like more um, bold, I guess, in who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think like like in those cases, like I say, like you have to be a voice. But like if you just go in like gun slinging, then that gets you nowhere. Yeah, it's almost like you've got to like voice these opinions while respecting their opinions. And it's I always try to. It's like lead by example. Mm-hmm. For for instance, we had a um, I don't know if you listened to um, Between Blue Worlds. She talked early on one of her I actually think it was her very first episode. She talked about uh, Angie talked about Trump. Yeah, yeah. And how she um, liked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the messages that I got. Right. <laughs> opened my eyes so much that it's like it's like it wasn't even anything you know but like there's these triggers that we have that that is it's like i can see what where she's coming from like why can't you see where she's coming from Mm -hmm. and and what i said to this person who was pissed off who was like i'm respecting you by coming to you before i were just posting on blah 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 and i go no no minds have ever been changed by a comment on a post right that doesn't what you need to do is lead by example you you have your differing idea but as long as you're behaving like an asshole that person's not gonna like you have to be the example you have to be the one who says these are the things i believe and then you have to behave and act and be better than them Mm -hmm. so that they see uh, i mean i don't know just like when, when we just get into these stupid arguments over things I don't know. Well, I do. <laughs> I I do think that when trying to convince people of things, like appealing to emotion, like the the pathos, that that approach is way more effective than the quote unquote logical approach, because I mean, you can spout all sorts of logical numbers of why it's this way and why it's that way but if people don't feel it if they you know if they don't have that sense of of um of why it matters and it, it, it you're just um i don't know it, it, I, I think it's ineffective and so and so i do think there's there's you know when we have those discussions it's it's valuable to to appeal to emotion you know, and it's also to be mindful of when when people are appealing to your emotion to try to persuade as well. But, right, but like direct conflict of you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not helpful, especially about politics and religion because those are things that like I don't, I don't know. Like I can see things that happen and I can think, how can anybody agree with this? But they do, yeah. <laughs> and they look at uh-huh. and they see the exact uh-huh. opposite. How can anybody right. disagree with this? Yeah. And so that's why I, I think it's just important to just like 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 in, in your situation to to be a voice but not an angry voice. Right. A voice that's probably gonna lose. The you, you know, you're not gonna win. So go in knowing right. you're not gonna win, but still be the voice to the voiceless, you know. I mean yeah. that's all that yeah. is, is just putting down people's voices and saying, yeah. Nope, it's not that way. Yeah. But 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 then still being respectful. Yeah. You know? Well, there's the idea of like you have to build capital. Like you build, we build capital and we spend capital, and and I've seen that in in all sorts of relationships. Where and I mean, it's the same idea of like 
you build trust. You build trust and then sometimes you have to spend that trust where you have to do things where people don't appreciate what you're doing. And um, and you and if you are only spending and never building, then you know you're eventually gonna you're gonna burn out or or, or waste away at those relationships. And um, so it is a balance. Like you do have to find that balance between you know building capital and spending capital. But you we can also like where where I think personally for me where I um, and this is just a because this is what what is more comfortable for me. I. I love to stay in that building capital mode where like we're, we're just, we're building relationships, we're building relationships. And, and, um, and then when the time comes, I'm so comfortable at, at, uh, being the agreeable guy that it's super uncomfortable to have to spend that capital when, when necessary. And cause it does, cause when you, when you, and the more you do that, the more comfortable you get at it. Like you definitely get then more you just comfortable become at Scrooge it. McDuck yeah, exactly. Capital. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I don't know. It's just weird. You get all bitter because nobody ever lets because you because you never get to enjoy it. Yeah. You just sit on your mounds of gold. Uh huh. And and meanwhile, you feel like a total phony. You know what I mean? You just feel like a total fraud because you're never never able to really tell people what you really think. And um. And if you go too far the other way, you're just an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 99% of Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what Facebook did was it like gave people this platform to just, it took the filters off and just said, this is what I believe. Yeah. F you if you don't believe it. And right. It was like, it was like, whoa. That's what you believe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, that's not what you're supposed to believe. Even people who thought they believed the same things and are saying the same things, even people who are saying the exact same things are getting in arguments because they're not saying the exact same things in the this, same way. Exactly. In the exact words. Right. It's funny. Right. People are funny. So so those were my takeaways from Thanksgiving. Long story short is, is if you feel like you are... Um, like ready to lose your shit because you feel like you don't have anybody to speak to. You got to find those communities, people where you, who agree with you. I do think you need that. Like I, I do think you need to have at the very least to vent like, um, people who can see your perspective. Otherwise you'll, you'll lose your mind and be a grumpy a-hole getting ready for Thanksgiving. Right. And if you have those communities where you can be yourself, then you can take those moments and like pause yeah. for like Thanksgiving dinner and not feel like you're standing down because you're, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or feel like you're spying this because who can, like, let, let's have peace for this one day. Right. But when you're just trying to build peace with disagreeable people for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like when we first started, uh, when I first k- kind of found Instagram in 2015 and I was doing a lot of tarot readings for people. And it seems like that was like, the message that I was telling everybody, because it was right around that time, it was Thanksgiving, going into the holidays, Thanksgiving, and it's like, and, and people were, it was, it was like this community was being was being built, you know. Mm-hmm. There were all these people that were like, "Holy crap!" Like, all these, all of us believe these same things, or we don't believe the same things, mm-hmm. even, you know. But we know we're different from the people who believe the same things, right? And it was kind of like this little spiritual community coming together online, and once we had that. And you had a suddenly, like, because everybody just wants to be seen. You want to go home for Thanksgiving dinner. You want to go, see me, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, why can't you just see me for what I am? Yeah. 
But if you do have people in your life who can see you for who you are, then when you go back for Thanksgiving, you go back home for Thanksgiving, you don't need that. Yeah. You know, you're like, I don't care if you see me or not. These people see me. I can come here now and I know who I am because these people have seen me as who I am. It doesn't really matter what you think anymore. Let's just eat some turkey. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. Well, and if there are people who you do want to be able to see your perspective, um, I guess you, you have to be willing to put in that time too. Like, I, I don't think you're going to get it over Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get it over <laughs> right, that one, right. that one interaction like you, and it, and you, it's, you're probably going to have some hard days as well as breakthrough days. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to have these moments of, well, let me just give you an example. So, uh, with, with our own family, right. Um, uh, as, as my, relationship with with uh, my faith has changed that was a there were some hard conversations between me and our mom and and i tried to avoid those as much as possible because it's really none of her business you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um we have a sister who um left and she had the hard conversations like she had those hard conversations with with our mom and they were really hard and and she was uh, you know, our mom was heartbroken by that. But the strange thing about that is that forced her to reconcile some issues because our sister was saying, here's, I have issue with this. I have issue with this. I have issue with that. And like, kind of like enumerating that why she's no longer doing this. And, um, this, as hard as that was in the time that paid dividends down the road, because those are no longer conversations anymore. Like, be, like, you know, when, when I interact with mom on those things, she, like, there's almost like a sense of empathy, you know what I mean? And that wouldn't have happened had our sister not had those hard conversations. And so, and sometimes when, like, sometimes you just, you have to go through the shit, you have to like go through it. And that's just how it is. And, and hopefully on the other side, you can kind of find some, some common ground or at least like this idea of, you know what? Maybe we won't agree on this, but like here, we're each going to let each other retreat to this space and we each have this space. And, and sometimes that's the best you can get and that's fine. And, um, but it, sometimes it's got to get difficult before it gets better. I don't know. My conversations with her have, aren't really conversations at all. It's more frustration and yeah. argumentative. So I don't know that it will ever get to that point, probably because of me, because <laughs> I can't handle the God works in mysterious ways. Right. Yeah. Answer. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 well, and that's one of the things is how much is it, how, how, how much is it worth it to you that you do see eye to eye? You know what I mean? Like that's at one, at some point you have to have that, you know, I'm sure you already have had that, that thought of like, is, is, is this even worth it? You know? Um, well, that's the problem is I, I don't really, I know we're never going to see eye to eye, but she doesn't want to ever have a conversation where she doesn't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, it's just a weird cycle yeah, yeah. that I'm, keeps repeating. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I like the best thing for our relationship is to not talk because every single time we talk, one of us yeah. ends up hanging up. Yeah. On the other one. It could, it could be. It and could I don't be. know why. Yeah. Like we both know who each other is, yeah. you know? <laughs> but there's this butting of heads. Yeah. That, that 
I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile it or if it ever will be. And and when I hear about our brothers and sisters who are like leaving as well, I don't know like like how you guys are all getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely yeah. We probably had it a little easier. Um, <laughs> But it's, you know, and I, th I think it to, to be probably the honest answer to that is, is really none of us talk about it either. R really, at the end of the day, we just, I think everybody's kind of found because pretty much every sibling is out in one way or another. You know what I mean? Right. And um, some non-traditional. Exactly. Some, some to more degrees than others. But um and I know that's hard. I know that's hard for her and, and others in the family and, or, or how it's perceived by others in the extended family. I don't ever want to read her journals. <laughs> yeah, that's, prob that's probably safe. That's probably safe to say. Um, <coughs> Not but, because of what I'm afraid she's saying about me. I just don't want to hear how, har how heartbreaking broken her is, heart yeah. is. Yeah. And, and so I, I, do think, I do think she ha has handled it better with with some of us coming along later than maybe at the beginning. Um, but part of it is, it's also the same as, is we just, we've all kind of have this unspoken rule of there's just certain things we don't talk about. But you know what I mean? Cousins too. There are cousins too that I can <laughs> He's chiming in. Hang on. Pretty, uh, hang bitter, uh, conversations with Duke. Come on. Some sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Duke's angry. Hey, um, we like Duke. We like him. There's someone outside. Yeah. Um, there are some Duke. Go lay down. <laughs> there are some some cousins I had some pretty um, heated conversations with. Yeah. And I see and and to the point that like relationships like we don't we haven't talked in years anymore. You know. Yeah. It's like go to hell, go to hell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now I see them like coming along uh -huh. <laughs> and like having, like making these, these posts about, um, things that like, I was like, they were telling me like to my face that I was yeah, wrong yeah. about and suddenly there's, and it's like, and I, and I, I gotta reach out like, Hey, told you so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's still, it's like, that relationship was broken because of that. Right. It will never be repaired. Even now that we agree on the same things. Right. Like the, the, the anger that was at that. Yeah. The way it responded time, like initially. Laser beam. Yeah. Kind of like sliced it. Right. Yeah. There's no vindication in being right. There's, I mean, that's the, I mean, maybe there's a little bit, but, but, uh, <clears throat> that's the hard part about this whole thing is, is, um, Sometimes you go through that and it, it uh, things get burned down, you know, and, and they didn't need to be. And because, uh, you know, people eventually end up on the same to the same conclusions. But that's why that's why it's so hard. That's why that's why it's just it's such a challenging, challenging um, task. And why why I tend to be agreeable, I think, because I I look long term and I think, well, is this worth it long term? And sometimes it is. I don't know. Yeah. Those are hard ones. I think, uh, I think Duke has let, let us know that this, this part of the conversation <laughs> yes, is over. Yes, done. I agree. 
What? Uh, so I, I'm curious of what your thoughts were on this uh, Chad fella. <laughs> so I, I texted Doug last night. Don't let me forget to talk about Chad. <laughs> well, we have a long relationship with Chad. Are probably you and I are probably still like we never really had any. I've never really had a falling out with any of my brothers and sisters. Right. Never. We just. I was never really close. I guess. Yeah. Um, but like we've always kind of. Yeah, you you and chums. I spent spent a lot of a lot of time together. Yeah, over the years. So, so Doug and I. Dear listeners, <laughs> when, when Doug was, I don't know, what were you, 15 or 16 when you started at Stevenson? Yeah, I was 16. I was, I was working there as a, I was the, the purchasing manager. I was ordering construction supplies for job sites, and we needed all these rebar mats tied. A terrible job. Mm-hmm. And so we recruited Doug and his friend, Curtis, to come in and spend hours and hours tying rebar mats yeah yeah <laughs> and, and paying under the table you know, right uh wages that no no one would ever no day laborer would work for right but as a high school student it was sweet cash you know I right guess. right right yeah but but you just kind of hung on there in fact I, you were there i ended up being there eight years yeah yeah after i left you you had stayed doing miscellaneous like somehow just doing these miscellaneous <laughs> things and i don't know like we're like somehow, somehow both of us like worked in this construction business for 10 years each and mm-hmm. ne- never picked up a tool no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there was a guy there a, dr- a delivery driver named chad <clears throat> and chad was a chad, i don't even know how to describe him he was a, he was a cowboyish uh-huh. kind of guy a hispanic not quite Hispanic, I don't know, but a Hispanic cowboy uh-huh. always wore Wranglers. Yeah, and they lived in this trailer down by the power station. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that was like the excuse for why he was so off. I don't know, off. Yeah, that he was like all this electricity that must be coming <laughs> into their little trailer. But I remember one day he was wearing these Wrangler jeans that were so tight. Do you remember the story? I, 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 there's, here's the thing with Chad is I don't know how much I actually remember versus how much is, is been constructed in my, my mind over the years. But I, I, I think I know where you're going. So, so continue so he's on wearing these Wranglers that are so tight. And, um, I don't know if we talked about him on here or not Blaine. I know we talked about him maybe after yeah, so we, there was yeah. another guy that worked there named Blaine. And he looks up at Chad and he goes, "How can you wear those? Doesn't that make your ball sack hurt?" <laughs> and I just remember dying in front of all these people that he said that to. And so Chad ended up putting um, regular gas in the diesel truck, yeah. and losing his job. Right. But you and I have always like referred to each other as Chad, uh-huh. like for how long? It's like twenty years. Oh, it's, it's been a while <laughs> since two thousand. Oh, one it, probably. It's got to be. Well, it's got to be probably earlier than that because I remember, I remember you making a comment about just the name Chad, just like the sound of ch- Chad, and just like. And then I got to be careful because my name's. You can do the same thing, Doug. You know, like it just has this, <laughs> yeah. just this. Like what? What is this? Like who? Who uses this word? And and it was around the 2000 election because I remember they were talking about the hanging Chads. Yes. <laughs> and so like. That it was this euphemism for whatever, and uh, so it had to have been around that time. 
that's probably what the original nickname was, Hanging Chad. Uh-huh. That was good. So, so Doug and I have called referred to each other as every version of Chad <laughs> <laughs> known to humans. Yeah, and and that's just like that's that's just the way. Like, hey Chad, that's what I'll get a text out of nowhere. Hey Chad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, Chad has become a it's a state of mind. You know, it's a it's a uh, this sense of unnecessarily confident and. And I always liked that nickname and why it stuck. And it's still, honestly, to this day, it still tickles me. I always liked <laughs> calling you Chad because it seemed like the perfect alter ego for you. <laughs> this, this guy who wore tight Wranglers and uh, had his shirt off out in the construction yard. Because it just, it just wasn't you. And I just, I just, I get a kick out of, like, you, you know, calling you Chad. And so that's where it came clueless. from. <laughs> clueless and happy and confident. Yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. And just Chadwick. Yeah, Chad. I need any kind of verse of Chad. It's funny. It's, but, but yeah. But I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Like, <laughs> wonder, like, like he was probably only there a couple of months. Oh yeah, not, a couple not months long. Of my life, and it's made this huge mm-hmm. thing for twenty years of referring <laughs> to him. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing. Should look up the old records and see. The the, the internet's a, a wonderful thing. I think I bet I, I bet we could find his last him. Name. Yeah, me neither. Like so. I'm saying, he's he's just a shadow of a memory. Is is really his his persona is what um, is what has really lasted. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of characters there. There were at that place. But but I guess what I'm getting at is what we've always been able to speak the language of Chad. <laughs> <laughs> And, and when you can't see eye to eye on things, you can always go full Chad. You could, <laughs> and, and just and just be be clueless and happy. Yes, uh, that's that's wise. There's some wisdom in that. Just go uh, don't don't forget Chad. Never forget. I got to find out. There's got to be a Chad moniker out there somewhere. I, gotta think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's meant to stay. Otherwise. <laughs> Otherwise, if you like, if you knew who he really was, it wouldn't be so charming. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. He's better off as a memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as most of us are. Right. Yeah. So we're at um, Sizzler the other day, uh-huh. and I I order my meal and a side salad, uh-huh. <clears throat> and you want your sa- salad to come before your meal. Yeah. And, you know, at Sizzler, you put your little um, ticket down on the table, and then the, the server comes and takes it. Mm-hmm. When you order a side salad and not a salad bar, the server has to go make your salad. <laughs> or go get it out of a fridge. They're pre- pre-prepared, I'm sure. Yeah. And he's passing. He's like, I'll be right there. I'll be back to grab your ticket and get your drinks. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, this guy's taking so long to come get this ticket. My food's going to be ready before my salad. Mm-hmm. So then he comes, and he brings the drinks. And I go, and I tell him, I also had a salad. <laughs> That's polite. Oh, yeah, That's that polite. Salad. And that guy came out. Oh, the next time he came out, he came out with our food. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what about the salad? I'll uh-huh. get that salad. And like after the third time of not bringing me my salad, I said, can we just cancel the salad? Can we just get our money back for the salad? I don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's only, it's three bucks. I, give us the three bucks back. Right. And he goes, I can put it in a to-go box. <laughs> and just, never mind, just bring me the salad. 
still doesn't bring the salad. So finally I look at him and I go, I'm just going to go to the salad bar and make my own salad. (laughs) And I'm kind of causing a scene. Yeah, yeah. And Holly's sitting next to me and she's looking at me and she's like embarrassed and she's like, just chill out. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's Black Friday. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy's probably had a hard day and I'm like, Gordon Ramsay wouldn't stand for this. (laughs) And she goes, honey, you don't have the clout. (laughs) So... That's pretty good. But Chad does. Chad has the clout, no <laughs> doubt about it. So. How, what, what would Chad do? <laughs> WWCD. So, I don't know if that, those two stories fit together. But. <laughs> That's good. Now, see, that kind of stuff would really get under my skin. But I'm, a, I'm an agreeable guy, so I wouldn't do a damn thing about it. <laughs> well, that my old me wouldn't have done a damn thing about it, but... Um more emboldened mark is starting to <laughs> let us chat I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i've been watching a lot of hell's kitchen uh-huh. <laughs> and, and i've been uh turning into chef ramsey without the clout that's good <laughs> i don't know if it is or not i gotta put it into use of places where i have clout well where would that be i don't know yeah nowhere even this i don't have clout (laughs) do i think i am this radio station thing well you know we do what we can that's right well that's 45 minutes yeah that's pretty good don't you think yeah i don't want to hurt my brain trying to yeah no no thinking more witty stuff so if you have some more stuff no i don't there's we got plenty of weeks to come here you know so that's true it's uh what's today sunday today's sunday yeah I'll probably have to start doing this on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm working Saturdays now. Yeah. Well, this December is a super, super busy month. We just have a bunch of work we'll things. Do it when we do it then. So we'll we'll uh, we'll just be in touch and we'll we'll get it there figured might be out. A weekday night. Yeah, maybe. So. All right, man. Well Okay. Uh, catch you later. Yeah. Sounds good. We will talk to you all later. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs>